Hey everyone, before we start episode 7, I have some Disney Parks breaking news that was just released today after we had already finished recording this episode. Disney announced that they have pushed up their anticipated opening dates for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge for Disneyland and Disney World. Disneyland will be opening their Star Wars Galaxy's Edge on May 31st, and Disney World will be opening theirs on August 29th. Disneyland does not have too much information up on their website yet. However, Disney World does have a good area where you can find information about the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge on August 29th. So far, they are saying that Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run will be open. However, we are going to have to wait a bit longer to ride Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. There is no opening date yet set for that attraction. Also, there will be no fast passes for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge when it opens. I don't know when they are going to start using fast passes for the rides there, but until further notice, it looks like if you want to ride Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, you are going to have to get there bright and early, probably pre-rope drop, in order to get on that ride without a really, really long line. And that is it for our breaking news. And now on with the show. Hello and welcome to Hi-Ho Radio. I am your host, Melissa, and with me is my husband and co-host, Johnny. Hello again. This week, we are going to be discussing one of our favorite things, the Disney Cruise Line. Yes. They have just released new summer and early fall dates, so we're going to be talking about that. Also, yes. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about the Disney Cruise Line and giving you some more of those lesser known but tips that you really need to know. Right, they'll make a big difference to your trip. Yes, to your trip, to booking your trip, to starting your trip, and to booking and thinking about your next trip. Also on this show, we are going to be discussing some tips for getting a room at Disney if you're having some issues. We recently tried to book a room and we learned a few things. As well as that, we're going to be looking at the responses that you all sent in to our question on Twitter and on Instagram. Question was, what is your favorite part of a Disney trip? We got lots of really cool responses to that. And we'll be going through them. I think, Melissa, you're going to start us off with a little bit of news that came out of Disney. Yes. So if you have not heard, which I'm sure you have heard by now, Disney released the other day some pictures and information about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, pictures of line queues and all of this kind of footage that we hadn't seen before. And oh my goodness, the pictures are amazing. If you haven't seen them, get online and check everything out. The food options look amazing. They've got blue milk. Yay, blue milk. And just the the cues and everything. I think they've done a really awesome job and I cannot wait to see it in person. Yeah, I mean, some of the photos that they have released, the level of detail as you would expect with Disney, but it's just crazy. Yeah. It's so amazing. Absolutely crazy. I know that our son, for one, is going to go nuts over like seeing a TIE fighter. Oh my goodness, yes. Everything's life-sized. I'm particularly excited about the fact that you can build your own droid. Yes, build your own droid. I think, people, it's 2019, I should have a droid. Yeah, it's time. We need them. The time has come. I think overall, it, it just helps to build the excitement. Um, mm-hmm. These little bits and right. here we're, and there. We're actually taking a trip to Disneyland this year and Disney World. And we're going to be at both parks just before Galaxy just Edge before. opens <laughs> at each of them. So Yeah, we're missing both of them. We're missing both of them. That's fine. Um, but it's just, it's something that's been in the works for so long, as everybody knows. Mm-hmm. 2019 sounded like a long right. time. So to see it all coming together now and you know, trying to look at it without looking at it too much because... Mm-hmm. It, yeah, you don't want to spoil it. You don't want to spoil it, but at the same time, it is exciting news. Yes. So if you haven't seen it, get online, check out all the pictures. It's so cool. One more thing before we get started with today's episode. 
Last week when we were discussing our top three favorite shops at Walt Disney World, I totally forgot to say my number one. So I'm going to say it right now. My number one favorite shop at Walt Disney World is Big Top Souvenirs at Storybook Circus in the Magic Kingdom. First of all, I love Storybook Circus, especially at night. I think it's such a pretty area. But Big Top Souvenirs has so many great sections. It's got a really nice kid section. It's got some adult apparel. It's got the wonderful sweet shop in the middle. So when you walk into the store, it smells like cotton candy and caramel apples and all sorts of yummy things. And then it just has a lot of random things around the shop that you maybe you might miss in other stores because they're kind of tucked away so i always love stopping by big top souvenirs it's a really great store if you haven't been in there yet make sure and check it out so here is just 10 little seconds of our son singing a great big beautiful tomorrow Our son is almost three and he is going through the cutest phase right now where he is singing all of the songs from the attractions. So he's singing Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow and One Little Spark from Journey to Imagination and it's really, really cute and he's singing it all the time. And the Tiki Tiki Tiki, tiki And the Tiki, tiki Room. Yep, and, and Tiki Room. But he's never actually been on any of the rides. He did go on Tiki Room when we were at Disney last time, but he didn't go on Journey into Imagination and he didn't go on Carousel of Progress. Just we thought he might not be able to sit through those at the time. He was he had just turned two. But now he's singing all the songs and he's watched them on YouTube and he is totally into them. So we tried to this month because my work schedule was kind of funny and we thought we could swing it. Do a little last minute trip to Disney World. Something spontaneous. Something spontaneous, something just fun since he's in this phase. And I think, he, you know, we thought he'd really love these attractions right now. Yeah, we're thinking just a quick two quick, free night yeah, visit. Um, super quick. We found flights that were really, really cheap. Yes, um, Johnny found flights that were really cheap right, and that our son was flying free. So that helped. Yes. And also because he's not yet three years old, his park ticket would have yeah. been free so would've we wouldn't been... have to pay for flights or a park ticket for him so it That's was a like good deal. it was like a good deal um so financially it was it was not a bad situation so we started looking for rooms and we've spoken in the past that we will always try to stay on property as our number one choice we don't really consider staying off property no we'd, we'd much rather stay on property just because all of the amenities, amenities and, and just being in the disney in the bubble, bubble. Right. plus for this trip we were going to be using the magical express right. we weren't going to be having a car or anything like that because it was such a short trip so we really needed to stay right. On property. And the transport when you're on property yes. as well. Yes, and so, since it was a last minute trip, yeah. we were hoping to stay at a value resort. Right, and so we looked and there was nothing. Nothing, there, there was were nothing. no value we, resorts. We had originally looked at the beginning of February just because, again, the scheduling wise, but that was just for me and Melissa, there was nothing then. But then the trip that Melissa's uh, referencing now was right at the end of February. And again, there was nothing. No. So And we looked in the middle. We looked pretty we much looked, all yeah. of February to um, see if we could make this work. We know the second to last, I think the early early in the month and then the, towards the end of the month, there's half marathons. But then there didn't seem to be anything else on the calendar as to why it was getting 
so difficult to book a room. And that's not to say there weren't rooms available. There were. There were random rooms at the Polynesian or there other were deluxe, deluxe rooms, resorts. Yeah. yeah. Or villas, and, things like that. But even then it was hard to get two or three nights in a row. So we couldn't find anything. So I ended up calling Disney because I was like, what is, what's going on? And the conversation I had with the cast member was kind of eye-opening. Yes. But first of all, in the month of February, and I think throughout the beginning of March, there is cheerleading events every weekend. And we were looking to go over a weekend. Yes, so they have a calendar that if you call and ask the cast member, hey, is there anything going on that weekend? They can let you know what's going on at Disney that weekend, which is really neat. So if you've got different dates you're looking at to go, it might be worth calling and finding out when is going to be maybe a little less crowded. Right. And my second thing was I had tried booking the free nights. And when I plugged those dates into the Disney website, nothing came up. And I thought, what happens if I just extend the reservation a day or two? So I extended it out to the to the Tuesday instead of the Monday or the Monday instead of the Sunday. So it was four nights. Suddenly the pop century is available. And yeah. I'm like, that doesn't make much sense. So when I was talking to the cast member, they said that at this time or at the time of trying to book anyway, there was a four night minimum at that resort. Which we had never heard of. We had never heard of Disney putting night minimums on anything, if not being attached to a specific promotional right, deal. Right, like a deal, like you get your tickets or something or a dining plan. Or This was just simply, if you want to stay on property at this resort, you have to stay for a minimum of four nights, which never heard of that. No, it was it was very odd. So the cast member then very kindly advised Johnny, go ahead and book it for the longer stay, wait a few days, and then call back and ask a cast member to modify the booking for you for the dates that you want. Right. It shows that there is the availability there. But what I, I assume what they're doing is just trying to make sure that there are those rooms available for those four nights for people going for cheerleading and those for things. different events, yes. Right, so that brings us to another point, which is that it seems that it's getting harder and harder in general to stay on property because it doesn't seem to be a quiet period or a downtime or yeah. an off you know, season. Yes. It's February. You should be able right. to get a, That's, that was my a point, room in February. You shouldn't be struggling to find a value or a moderate resort, any resort, you know, for three nights in a random weekend in February. This wasn't Valentine's Day. This wasn't... President's Day. President's Day. It wasn't during the marathon. It was just an odd weekend yeah and there was nothing so i think it just it shows that it is great that there's these events it's great that these people are getting to come and do their events at disney and having the experience of not only the cheerleading or whatever it is they're getting to go to disney as well which is fantastic it just means i think like disney may need to think about making a bit more room Yes. So Disney, if you're listening, uh, how about another value resort connected to ESPN so that when the cheerleading competitions and the sports competitions and the choirs and the bands and everybody who comes, you fill up that resort first. That is a, a school function only resort. And then after that, you start booking up the all-star resorts and everything. Right. Because, I mean, just today out of, out of Disney, we, you know, we found out that there's two more hotels that are, are off property. Yes. That are going to be given the same benefits as staying on property. That kind of says to me that that's the way that Disney are dealing with it. Is that, okay, there's no room on property, but if you stay off property, you're going to get the same benefits. But that's not what that's not what we want to do anyway. No. We want to stay on property. We want everything that you get on property at those resorts. And we want it now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no. I just think it's, we, we need some more value resorts. They are building. Right. They're building a new DVC. Well, they're building two new DVCs, which are, is great. They've got the tower going up at the Coronado, which is, I believe, going to be moderately priced. I'm not sure what they're placing those at yet. But I think it's time that maybe Disney start thinking about some new value resorts. Like a big, you know, 
the complex, the all-star complexes. The, yeah. Just build another one of those. One more. One more of those. And that, that will make so much more room and open up. Yeah. And a dedicated kids one. I say kids one, but school function and what, Oh, you mean for, yeah. you know, a function hotel. So there's ways to do this. Mm-hmm. I just think that with the amount of people that now go to Disney, as well as those people that are going to Disney for those events, it's, it may be time that some money was put into making more room. Yes. All right. So now we are going to discuss your answers to our question. What is your favorite part of a Disney trip? We got so many great responses. We're going to start with one that we got from Twitter from Cat at Disney. That's Cat with a K. Um, and she said, giving my birthday balloons to kiddos on their birthday. And she posted this really cute picture with her comment that had her holding a bunch of Disney balloons as well. Super cute. And how fun is that giving away balloons to kids just randomly at Disney? I'm sure she made a lot of those kiddos smile. Okay, and we also had a response from Raza Batang on Twitter. She said that she absolutely loves the Mickey-shaped chocolate chip cookies with the ears that are dipped in chocolate. Best use of a snack credit ever. I can't disagree. That's 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 a nice yeah. treat. That sounds those, like one you'd like there. I think, if I'm remembering, those are big as well. Those are the pretty yes. big cookies. Yes, those are big cookies. Also from Twitter, in 5 that's J-X-N-F-I-V-E, said, Rope drop. It's early morning. You've had time to get a coffee. It's cool and you are at the front of the line in the past i've actually been able to be the first person on toy story great way to start a vacation at disney i mean being first on toy story that's pretty cool because yeah, that, that, that can be that can be a long way so if you can get there first that's excellent yes and he also posted a video with that comment of him following the cast member being the first person in line so that's pretty fun Moving over to Instagram, the Nocturnal Disney podcast said, easily it's the rides, in particular Rock and Roller Coaster. That and people watching, sometimes it gets me crazy there, lol. Yes, people watching, awesome. And I mean, let's face it, when we go to the parks, we go, we ride rides. I totally, totally feel you. And is there anything more fun than blasting off on Rock and Roller Coaster with like, dude looks like a lady or some other awesome Aerosmith song blasting in your ears? Well, the people watching. The people watching. The people watching can be more fun than that sometimes. Especially MGM. There's lots of places just to sit. Like, yeah. Like that area actually mm-hmm. by Rock and Roller Coaster. There's a lot of wall to sit on, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like just sit there and yeah. So the Dole Whip Life said on Instagram, I would be biased if I said Dole Whip because they're Dole Whip's in their name. But my favorite part of every trip is walking through MCO to the Magical Express. May seem silly, but it's the best feeling to me. My husband and I always run off the plane like we're five again. Did you write this? Yeah, that does sound like I wrote that. Uh, We love, absolutely love that part too. Just walking down to the Magical Express and the excitement and the anticipation. But when you go down the stairs and you see that hallway and you, you know what's at the end of it. Yep. Part of Your World podcast, shout out to podcasters, um, said the magic of the Disney immersion. And I love the way they put that, the Disney immersion, because that is one of our favorites as well. Just being in that Disney bubble, the world goes away and everything is just perfect. And if something goes wrong, it doesn't matter because you're in the Disney bubble. Okay, next, Elsie Enchanted said, There are so many things like preparing for the trip and seeing the castle. But I love when you're about to go under the Welcome to Disney World sign and once you've passed it, you're locked away from the world. I completely agree with that. There's, yes. It doesn't matter how many times you go to Disney. Once you see that sign, the phone comes out because you're going to take a photo. Yep. And there is a feeling of like, ah. <sighs> yep, our last, our last time that we went to Disney, we, we drove and there was a lot of rain it was a tough day of driving oh it was pouring oh my goodness when we went under that sign it was like a weight head yes it didn't matter that we had been through a horrible (laughs) thunderstorm and couldn't see for the last 20 miles of the trip once we got through those gates 
Right. Everything was all right. And I think, honestly, I think the sun did des- decide to start it coming did, out after we got there. I also like what you said about preparing for the trip because that's part, that's a big part of the fun for me is like we have our countdown blocks that me and my son, me, I change them every day. Um, preparing for the trip is one of the biggest things that I enjoy. I, I like looking on the website, looking at the restaurants, seeing what we may want to do, and then getting on YouTube and watching the vlogs to see, you know, mm-hmm. what, what quick serve is new, what snacks are new, things like that. Yeah. So Instagram for all the new right. food and everything. So I definitely think like preparing for the trip is, is up there for me in my top like two or three things about going on a Disney trip. Yes. Magically assisted uh, on Instagram as well said it's when we are planning for getting everything together, outfits, stuff to bring to the park, planning our family top fives that they do on the trip. And she goes on to talk about how every member of their family picks a top five list that they want to do for each trip. And then that way everybody gets to do those things that they want to do, which that sounds really cool. So they do like 20 different things that they they like have to do. And that's that's awesome. I really like how they, they do that and make sure that everybody gets to do you know what what makes them happy and right and she actually said here's what she would do for her next disneyland trip in no particular order haunted mansion yeah monorail she hasn't done it in a while uh number three is starbucks and beignets while people watching number four is the guardians of the galaxy um hollywood tower of hollywood terror. Tower of terror we've not experienced the guardians of the galaxy yet so yes. looking forward to that and number five would be the Pixar Pier shop and games uh, to get a new snack. So that was great. I love that she put that on there because, as we've said, we are going to Disneyland this spring. So I'm definitely looking forward to doing some of those as well. Right. And she, she finishes up by saying, last but not least, take tons of pictures. And obviously, we're, we're, we're good with that. Yes. We love pictures. And we love the fast pass photographers. Third Wish Design says, I love having zero problems. Like, line's too long? At least I'm not at work. Oh, man, it's raining? At least I'm at Disney and not in New Jersey. <laughs> Yes. That's pretty much what we just said. Absolutely. As well. like it's, it can be such a relaxing bubble. Yes. Even and if it's busy, it's a still, you're still a Disney. So. And we have had some of our best Disney moments in the pouring rain. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Love it. last time we went to Disneyland, actually, it was chilly and um, raining and not many people turned up. It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Bay Lake Design said, definitely watching my kids' eyes light up when they walk into the parks on the first day. Aww. That's so sweet. I think definitely watching your kids at Disney is a really, right. really cool experience. Watching him meet Mickey Mouse for the right. first time, I think I was a little teary-eyed. <laughs> Just a little. We've also seen our son meet a couple of characters on the Disney Cruise Lines and his reaction is just, it's it's always just amazing. And And even though he might not remember it, it is part of his developmental... Right, and he still talks about it. Yeah, he does still talk about our Disney trips, which is really cool. Colleen.bon1 said, being a kid again. Absolutely, Colleen. Love that one. Mm-hmm. And the fantastic girls say, walking through the entrance of Magic Kingdom, turning that corner and seeing the beautiful castle. Yes. Oh, that is, such a good moment. A moment. Every trip, every time. Right. It's, uh, it's hard to beat that. Disney and Wonderlust said, meeting my favorite characters, pin trading, and snacks. And snacks snacks was in all capitals, and I love it. Yes, I concur with all of that. I also like that she put a U in favorite. I appreciate that. Um, That's the British spelling of favorite with a U. Or Canadian. Okay, um, true. Or Australian. Pin trading. That's something that I've said the last couple of trips that I kind of want to start getting some pins. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't do it right now. We don't do it. We do, like I think we said, fridge magnets, mugs, t-shirts, but we don't do the pins because... I don't know. It's like, where do you stop with pins? There's so many nice ones. They're so they're so cute. I mean, every time we go, we see pins that we're like, oh, that's awesome. And right. I think it's going to happen. We've resisted so far, but yeah, I have a feeling it probably I think it's going to happen soon. And I, I don't know, it might be something fun to do with our son. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Erica Maynor said, I think my favorite part is at closing of any park. Everyone finally is relaxing from the day. There is no more rushing or must-dos. Seeing people just sit with their families, young and old, and enjoy the actual beauty of the parks. This is something that Melissa and I are determined to, tr- to do on our next Disney World trip. Mm-hmm. We've never really done it. We've never closed the park, I don't think. Not, not purposefully. No, we've always like done our last ride and then... Got not lingered for yeah. too long and left because we were like oh it's it's close we have to leave <laughs> right but the more we see of people doing this the more i feel like it'll be so fun to do it just yes. once i think just lingering a little longer right would be nice i think you can get some really nice pictures and right i mean we always talk about when we're home from disney just how much we enjoy being at disney and that doesn't necessarily mean doing the rides or the attractions it's just being in in the parks just being in the parks and you know the atmosphere so you know if we can grab a snack and just wander around before the cast members politely (laughs) usher us (laughs) on our way i think it's something that we would like to do and i think i think that's a great post i think that you know seeing people sit with their families as well is just there's so much rushing at disney Mm-hmm. there's so much and we're guilty of it we, we always do you know we're very guilty of doing that so it, having the ability to just sit and chill and like soak in the moment sounds good it's awesome thank you all so much for contributing to this conversation we really appreciated all of your responses on twitter and instagram and it's been so fun getting to read them and see them come in and hopefully we'll have another question for you guys soon to get you in the conversation with us again thank you very much Our main topic this week is the Disney Cruise Line. Woohoo! Disney Cruise Line! Yeah, uh, we're actually going to start with some of the the news that's come out um, regarding the Disney Cruise Line recently. The big one being they've released their summer 2020 itineraries. That's May through September of next year. Woohoo! Yeah, and you know, along with the usual um, usual cruises that they're doing, they've actually changed a few things up as well. What have they changed? They've changed a thing or two. So in Alaska... Um, the one that is only going to be sailing on seven night cruises. Usually it can do a seven night or a nine night. Okay, so um, only seven only nights. Only seven nights. And the Disney Magic is going to be doing some more European and Mediterranean cruises, Ooh, including a 12 night voyage. Ooh. Yeah, that's pretty good. And, and a nine night as well, actually. Oh, both great. The Dream and the Fantasy, that's the two biggest ships, are going to be sticking to Port Canaveral. But the Fantasy is changing up some of its itineraries. Usually the Fantasy tends to just remain on its seven-night Eastern and Western Caribbean um, mm-hmm. cruises. They don't typically tend to do the short right. cruises. That's the Dream. The Dream does the three-night um, bah- Bahamian cruise and the four-night Bahamian cruise, and it just does that. It's like just back and forth, back and forth. But um, in 2020, there's going to be three, four, and five-night Bahamian cruises on the Fantasy. Ooh, they always do those long cruises. So right. if you if you never tried it, you haven't had the opportunity before really to do a three or a four night cruise. Right. So that's pretty awesome. Right. And I, I think the best one looks to be the five night double dip at Castaway Key. Yes. So what is a double dip? A double dip is when, well, first of all, a regular Disney cruise in the Bahamas will visit Castaway Key on one day. Yes. So let's say it's a four night cruise. It will do Nassau, Castaway Key and a day at sea. Yes. However, on a five night, they do Nassau, Castaway Key, day at sea, Castaway Key and then back to Canaveral or some variation of that. So you get to go to Castaway Key twice. Twice. Two trips to Disney's private island. It's <gasps> lovely. Yeah. I mean, usually they're a touch more expensive, but if you're jonesing for some Castaway Key, that mm-hmm. is the best bang for your buck by a long way. Because you Absolutely. Have, you'd have to take two cruises to do that usually. Mm-hmm. So. And once or twice a year, the dream will do that as right. well. But one thing I will say is that that fantasy cruise, 
I don't know if there's only one of those double dips. I think it's just one. That 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 thing is going to sell. It's going to sell out so quickly. Right. So if, if you are interested in doing that, and we're going to talk about booking in a minute, um, you want to take advantage of the fact if you're a platinum, gold, or silver castaway uh, club member, because I think that might be might 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 be the only way to get that cruise this time around. That is going to sell out really quick. Right. I mean, a rare cruise on a on the ship that tends to not do that, you know, itinerary. That's going to be sort after it's like the hawaiian cruise last year absolutely when it came out no so moving on to a couple of tips that we have and we've just mentioned about booking and the castaway club uh situation booking as soon as your booking window opens is very very important with disney on the cruise lines yes absolutely because not only do you get um first dibs at a room you usually get a slightly cheaper price as well so it always seems to be cheaper to book a disney cruise the closer to its release date than you know closer to its sailing date yes you pretty much want to be online refresh 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 refresh. the day that you are able to book your cruise so if you're a platinum member a gold member a silver member they all have different days and it's only a day's difference but it can make a big difference so for instance um the booking window for the platinum castaway club that's people that have sailed more than 10 times i believe um the booking window for the platinum castaway club members is monday march 4th so that's coming up real quick the next day, and also, actually, just reading, Disney's Golden Oak residents can book that day as well. So if there's anyone listening, hello. <laughs> Tuesday, March 5th is for Gold Castaway Club members. Wednesday, March 6th for Silver and DVC members who have not sailed with um, the Disney Cruise Line before. So that's actually an interesting group of people. Thursday, March 7th for everybody else. So that's the first time cruisers. I'm not saying that there's not going to be rooms available. I'm not, don't take that as what I mean by saying that that five night is going to book up real quick. There may still be rooms available when it gets to the general... Um, sale on March 7th. It's just you're going to want to be on there pretty quick. Yes. So just to clarify, Silver Castaway Club, you get after you've had one cruise with the Disney Cruise Line. Gold Castaway Club is after five cruises. And then Platinum Castaway Club is after 10 cruises. So if you have a cruise in mind, get on, book early. Now, things always change. So if you didn't know that that's when the booking window was, or you're trying to book three months out or five months out, or whenever you decide to book your Disney cruise, Go ahead and give it a shot. Just don't think that there's not going to be any spots because things always change. We've told you guys we've had to cancel like six Disney cruises. Six. Keep keep going. Keep going. Um, We're in double digits. Yeah. So, and as soon as a room is canceled, it opens up pretty much immediately on the website. So check back every day if there's a cruise that you want to be on. Something could open up. Just be tenacious. Isn't the magic doing some new itineraries as well? It is. It's actually going to have six new ports of calls um, in the Mediterranean with 13 new itineraries um, in 2020. There's 16 sail dates during the summer of 2020 and none of the itineraries actually repeat. So you have so much choice. Oh, wow. Yeah, as to what you want to do. They're actually going to be going back to the Greek islands as well, Ooh. which would be delightful on, would be. A, on a Disney cruise. And those cruises, they go from, I think it's five nights, seven nights, and nine nights and 12 nights. If you're thinking of going to Europe, might yep. be something you may want to try and fit And the in. Magic is a lovely ship. It's their first ship. It's a great ship. If you haven't gotten to go on the Magic yet, absolutely, at some point, try and get yourself on the Magic. Okay, so that was the new itineraries. Now, we just want to talk a little bit about some tips that we have regarding the day that you get on the ship, the embarkation day. Yes, it's because, a very important day. Yeah, we've, we've done it two different ways, and I know which way I prefer. We have been at the port, so staying at a hotel near the port, um, the night before for one of our cruises and then the second cruise we drove to the port the day of yes which one was more relaxing oh geez <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yes, so if you are able to, staying at the port the night before is the best way to go because then right. in the morning you are not... You're already there. You're there. You the, just the have to take a cab is... or the hotel shuttle or ho right. Uber, however you're getting to the actual port from your hotel. It's, it's a lot less stressful. Right. I will say... The first time we cruised, it was from Port Canaveral, and we were already in Orlando because we were at Disney. Mm -hmm. The second time we were in Orlando, but we had to get to Miami. Yes. And <laughs> Miami's just so unpredictable. It's, it's so unpredictable because the first two, three hours were fine. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, traffic, but it was it was moving. We were making great time, and then suddenly, bang, traffic, you know. Yeah, stand still move. on the highway. We had to go through the back streets of Miami, which I've never done before. Um it was mm -hmm. it was interesting. No, it it really tested my navigation skills. It, it tested many of many of my skills. <laughs> but um, we did get there and everything was fine. But I think you know you're on vacation. You don't want to be stressed. Right. So and a lot of people do ask that question on the different boards on Facebook and stuff. And so if I ever see someone ask that question, I always say, hey, right. try and stay as close to the port as you can the night before. Right. It and makes a huge difference. There's also a big difference in the ports themselves, which we'll go into in a minute. But that was part of the difficulty for us driving the day of was that we didn't really know how to get to the port. Mm -hmm. And we got turned around, whereas at Port Canaveral... You just run into it. And we actually missed our exit because we were taking... Well, the, Melissa was taking pictures of the ship and I was looking at the ship. We missed our exit, but it took two minutes to come back around and yes. fix it. Whereas in Miami, we missed our exit and I think it added about 30 to 40 minutes yeah, to our... it was terrible. So... Like Melissa said, if you can get to the port um, the night before, that's great. There's so many different ways to do it. Mm -hmm. There's um, Uber, you can lift, there's renting limos, a car, yeah. limos, there's town cars. There is also the opportunity to take the, the Magical Express or the, the, the cruise ver uh, version of it to the port, but they do it day of, but at least you have the guarantee with that. If anything happens to that bus, they will not leave without you. Yeah, they're not going to leave without you. They don't leave without you and they will get you to the port before that ship's le ship leaves. Whereas if you do something privately, like a car or a limo, like we said, you're, you're kind of on your own. You have the, you know, you obviously have a lot more freedom time-wise. But if you get a flat or something like that and you're not at the port when, you know, the sail away party ends. Yeah, you're sorry. out of luck. Yeah, so our recommendation is to always try and get there the night before, even if it means giving up a night at Disney. When you get to the port, you're going to notice a couple of things. One is that there's very few food or drink options. Yes, because you're not allowed to bring anything through the security checkpoint at the port. Um, so there's nothing like at the port, outside the port. It's really just park, drop off your bags, there's go a through the security machine or something. Maybe go yeah. through the security line and then you go into the big Disney port area. Right. Whether it's Port Canaveral or Miami or whatever terminal you're at, there'll be a designated Disney area. But there really aren't any snacks in there either. So as you're waiting to board, you might want to make sure you have something tucked away in your right. luggage. Or another thing that this actually leads to that we haven't talked about is your arrival time. Yes. So your port's arrival time is something that you get when you check in online when uh, your window opens. Like for us as castaway, uh, silver castaway members, it's 90 days. But for gold and platinum, they can book further out. So they, they get to pick the earlier times to arrive at the port. They get the first shot at getting reservations for Paolo and other things that we've talked about in the previous episode that we did about the, the cruise line. But the port arrival time, you know, we... we I've always been there 10.30, 10.45. It's not like we're getting there late. But I will say you want to stick to that time. There is absolutely no point in getting to the port at 9.30 if your port arrival time isn't it till 10.30. Yeah, you're not going to get on you're any quicker. You're not going to get any on any quicker, okay? One thing that I will say that I have found is that when you do your check-in online, if you select to do the Magical Express to take you to the, to the port, 
you will not get a port arrival time. So that means you will be getting on the ship later than most everybody else. What I would advise you to do is to check in online, get your port arrival time, do not add the Magical Express at that point. You can go back later and add it in then. So that means that when you're taken to the port on the Magical Express, you'll be able to get on the ship quicker than other people that are with you. That is a good tip. Yes. I like that. It, it can make a difference of a few hours on the ship. And if so you're only doing a three or four night cruise, which nothing wrong with that, but if that's the time that you've got, you want to maximize the time you've got Absolutely. on the ship. Absolutely. So some of the reasons that you might want to get on the ship early, say you're going on the Disney Dream and they have the aqueduct. Going on the aqueduct as soon as you get on the ship is well, fun, one, but also a great way to start your trip um, because there aren't any lines for it yet. People aren't yeah. thinking to, to do that. It's so, exactly like rope drop in a park. Yeah. You know, if you get that big ride done, yeah. it's so much more relaxing, you know, and you can go on it whenever you want again after that, but you know that you've already... That you've gotten to do it yeah. and that you didn't have to wait in line to do it. Plus, it's something that's open to do on embarkation day before the ship leaves because there isn't really necessarily a whole lot of stuff going around no. on the ship but the pool deck is open right i mean you can't get into your room until 1 1 30 anyway yeah but it's like if you have the opportunity to be on the ship earlier do it yeah absolutely and and that was a great tip that we got from my parents after they did their first cruise was to go ahead and have your swimsuits either on or put them on while you're waiting at the port um, in your carry-on luggage so that you can just put your stuff down and go and, and get on the aqueduct or go swim in the pool or, or you know, go in Nemo's Reef or whatever you're going to do, right. um, but already have your stuff with you so you're not like, oh man, I wish I had my, mm -hmm. my swimsuit with me and stuff. And then... Right. And another tip when you're getting on the ship early is that you don't have to go and line up at guest services to get reservations for the shows or things like that. No, that is different than other cruise yeah, lines. Yeah, you just, shows are, you know, first come, first serve for seating, mm -hmm. best seating. So you don't have to worry about getting a ticket or anything like that. If you want to go to guest services for other things, obviously that's a good time to do it because it's quieter as well. Mm -hmm. If you weren't able to get reservations for Paolo There's or Remy, to go do that. Yeah. you can go do that when you first get on board. And also the Princess Gathering as well. Sometimes mm -hmm. there's extra tickets, tickets for that. Yep. Um, and then there's uh, just a lot of benefits for getting on early. Yeah. And then going and eating at Cabanas. Exactly. Man, I love going go to, and eating go to at the Cove, you know, yep, going to the Cove and getting a coffee because you get that punch card that we talked about. You want to get it rolling. Yes. Get yeah. your Cove Cafe punch card. So if you can try and get an early port arrival time and get on the ship as, as soon as you can. And that goes for the smaller ships as well. I mean, mm -hmm. there's stuff. Obviously, there's the aqueduct on the bigger ships, but there's so many things to do on yeah, the smaller ships. Absolutely. Just maximize your time. You're, you're paying good money to be on that ship. You Use are it. paying good so. money to be on that ship. Absolutely. Oh, now I really want a cove coffee. Another tip is if you're having such a good time on your cruise and you're thinking, I really want to do this again. Yes, which hopefully, hopefully that is what you're going to be well, feeling you about are, you are 10 minutes after that, you yeah. walk onto that ship. So there's Not a, even 10, like one minute when you walk in and they announce no, their, your name. Oh. Not even then. Not even then. It's when you pull up to the port and you see... That ship, that ship, yes. Disney ship. Oh, that's the ship I'm going on. That pretty ship, yeah. yeah. Anyway, you're going to want to do it again. There's a couple of different ways to go about doing that. On the Dream, and I assume on the Fancy, there is uh, an office, I think on deck three or four, just off the atrium next to the art sh uh, shop. There is a travel planning area and you can talk with a cast member about booking your next cruise. And there's a couple of good benefits you get for that. 
10% off the deposit. Wow. So usually you have to put 20% down. You only have to put 10% down that's a good deal. if you book on the ship. And you also get 10% off the whole price. So that is, that's like a double that's a positive good deal. whammy. Yes, absolutely. Right. And then you can also get onboard credit as well for your stateroom. I think it's like a hundred bucks for cruises from free to five nights or six nights and then more for, I think it's seven, it's 200 for seven nights or something like that. But that's something that um, is just another added benefit. And it's per stateroom. It's not per person. So if Melissa and I went, we'd just get the 100 for the stateroom, for yeah. instance. Again, another nice thing. So it, there are definite benefits to booking on board and they have all the itineraries. You can go through it. They have the deck plans of the ship as well. So you can see exactly where your room will be because they do it all on their computer. Because usually at home, if you're booking it, you can look at the, the deck plans yourself, but they make sure you know exactly what sort of room you're booking and everything like that. And they give you lots of different options. Another tip, tip within a tip, sorry, because this happened to us. <laughs> it's like an inception in, tip. In um, <laughs> If you already have a future cruise booked and you're going on another cruise, they can cancel your next cruise and rebook it for you whilst you're there to give you the onboard credit, the onboard discount. And that's nice. That is pretty nice. That's like money for nothing. Yeah, basically. So there's that option. If you know what particular cruise you want to do. So like if you know, okay, I'm going to be having the same time next year. Let's see what's available. That's great. There is another option though, and it's called a placeholder. That essentially is you pay $250 and it allows you to book a cruise within the next 24 months. Which is a big window. It is a big window, yeah. Um, within the next 24 months and you will receive the same benefits and discounts as if you had booked it on the ship. So we've used this because we yes. did one on our last cruise. We did a placeholder on our last cruise because we didn't know when we were next going to be cruising. And we've now put it towards the future cruise. But we get the same benefits as this. We get the 10% yeah. off. 10% off the lower deposit and then the stateroom credit. So that that's, such again, a good deal. It's, it's just a good way to save money on the cruise and get, get money for the cruise mm -hmm. and pay off part of the cruise. Absolutely. Get your placeholder if you can. And if it's something that you know you want to do, if you know you want to go on another Disney cruise line, it is a great way to save a little bit of money. Right and get excited about your next cruise. And it's super easy to do. It's a mm -hmm. piece of paper, you write your stateroom name, the names of the people that are gonna be cruising, and you drop it in a box, and the $250 is put onto your stateroom bill at the end of the cruise, and it's, that's yeah, it. Super easy. I definitely recommend it. Finally, if you don't actually end up using it, you get the money back anyway. So it's, it's a win-win. Yeah, no yeah. lose. Okay, our final um, little known tip is when you disembark. A lot wah, of people, I know, wah. I know, yeah. Sorry, but they do make you get off the ship. They do make you get off. It's Apparently, very sad. Apparently, there's more people waiting to get on. Like Crazy. Yeah. So a lot of people ask online about when should they book their flight home if they're flying. If you're driving, this isn't an issue for you. If you're getting the you know, Magical Express back to the parks and you're going to be staying on property, not a problem for not you either. Problem. That'll be taken care of. But flying is a different thing. Yes. Everything going well, you should be off the ship by 8.30, 9 o'clock. Should. Should. Yes, if you get into port on time and yes. everything's running smooth, but things happen. Right. Like, for instance, fog. fog. My yeah. parents were stuck in Galveston. Well, just, uh, just within, outside within Galveston. A very murky sight of Galveston. Yes, stuck on the wonder for oh, a little no. bit. I know, stuck sad on times. the wonder. Stuck on the wonder um, and couldn't get into port uh, until the fog cleared. So. If they had made early flight reservations at, say, 11, they probably they would have missed, missed their flights. They would have missed them. And it's the same in Canaveral. There can be winds. There can be anything that stop the ships from docking. So I just don't think it's worth it unless it's like the only flight available that day and you're willing to take that risk. It's just not risk. It's, sorry. It's just not worth booking anything, I think, before noon. No. Yeah. And I would even say 
maybe two. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like, just give a, yourself some time. On a very, on let's just say it's the best case scenario. You're off the ship at eight thirty. You manage to get to MCO by I 10. don't know ten. You you still might be pushing it if you have a rental car that you got to take back, or if you're taking public transport or some anything like that. Mm-hmm. So you have I to think, get through security. I think MCO. you're right. I it's think a bigger airport. Yeah, and security always an issue. Usually MCO. So I think you're right. I'd say one to two minimum yeah absolutely i know i would give yourself be some room i definitely wouldn't be comfortable with anything earlier than that yeah it, it is very sad that they make you get off the ship but at least you know you can be back mm-hmm. so if you are doing like a three-night cruise and you're just doing you know two pieces of carry-on luggage or right. whatever you might you can just carry them off you'll yeah be super you'll quick. be able to just carry them off the ship and be one of the first ones off the right. ship that leads me to my final 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 tip for today. okay final tip for today three night cruises three night cruises a lot of people, again, online are saying, should I do a free night? Should I do a four night? Should I do a five night? And people, some people say, oh, don't do free nights. It's not enough. Don't do four nights. It's not enough. I will say this. If you only have free nights available and can only, let's say, afford free nights, mm-hmm. do it. Do three nights. Oh my goodness. Three nights on a Disney ship is better than three nights yeah. pretty much anywhere. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. We've do you want, tried. Do you want to do a free night cruise this long weekend coming up? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> we would be in so much trouble if we lived near Port Canaveral. Right. And I will I will say, obviously, the longer the cruise, I would say the better for most people. But if that's all you have time for, don't stop yourself from doing it. Just because you're worried about it not being long enough, go and see if you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You may just want to do free night cruises. That might be enough. Yeah. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> oh, I'm going to throw in one last tip. I know that was your last, last tip, but something we didn't talk about was people sometimes debate whether do you book your cruise based on the length of stay? Do you book based on the itinerary? Do you book based on the ship? It's whatever you want. It's whatever works for you. If Disney's going somewhere that sounds awesome, if they're going to... to like Alaska, for Alaska, instance. Alaska or if the you, fjords or... Right. If you've always wanted to do the Alaskan cruises and Disney happens to cruise there, great. Great. If you've got a long weekend that you're trying to fill, do a four night on the dream or a three night on the dream or whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. It's not something to stress over. Because, you know, some people worry, should I book it because the itinerary is going to this place or should I book it because that's the ship I want to go on? Whatever's good for you. Yeah. We love being on the ships themselves because that's, you know, that's where we're staying. That's our floating hotel. That's that's a huge part of the experience. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like we said earlier, that double dip castaway key. That would be a great that itinerary. Would be amazing. That's one I would book for an itinerary, even if it wasn't the fantasy. Mm-hmm. But it's like a double wow yeah. for that one. So whatever you want to do. Like, yeah, do you. Do you. So those are our tips this episode for the Disney Cruise Line. If you have any tips that you would like to share, please uh, give us a shout out on Twitter or Instagram. It's at HiHo Radio on Twitter or Instagram. And also, if there's anything that you particularly enjoy about a Disney Cruise that we may not have mentioned, let us know. Okay, that's it for this week. I feel like that was a very tip-heavy episode. Yes. Hopefully, we gave you guys some good information on how-tos of how to get a room if you're not able to get one at Disney, how to book your Disney vacation, how to make the most of your time on your Disney cruise trip. So in addition to sharing those Disney Cruise Line tips with us, if you have any tips or tricks that you'd like to share with us about booking your Disney World vacation or Or about Disneyland or or about 
uh, your Disney vacations in general, please reach out to us on social media. And while you're on the internet, please head over to iTunes and give us a rating and subscribe. Anytime we get a new review on iTunes, it helps others in the Disney community find us. So if you have a minute, please hop over there and leave us a review. And if you leave us a nice review, we'll give you a shout out on the show. That is it for today's episode. Hope you all have a great one. We'll see you on Main Street.